Welcome to Dice with Death, where anyone could die with a roll of the dice. I'm your direct messenger, Ollie Bateman, and joining me again for this week's performative Dungeons and Dragons podcast is the one and only Chatty Badger's Jamie Powis. Ark is devastated, Zed has no wings. So let's see what sorrows this episode brings. I'm Ark. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a rather depressing start. <laughs> oh. Jamie, I'm really sorry. I am giving your character what for, aren't I? Just death and destruction and families. And yeah, it's all very, very sad for you. But you seem to be dealing with it very, very well. And there'll be more dealings (laughs) with your son next when we get into the episode. I am, of course, also joined by the one and only We Are Reaches Amy Mallet. Zed's wounds are tragic, a flightless curse. Our undead foes are cocks. But it would have been so much bloody worse if he'd looked inside Titus's box. It's Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad that he didn't, in fairness. I was waiting for that oh, moment. Got it. Um, I, yeah. really, I really loved role-playing the sentence, oh my God, am I about to see a penis in a box? <laughs> <laughs> and two very grown-up adults in Daddy Parrot and Vixen, who keeps re- remembering now that she's 46 years old, mm. going, not if you don't want to, darling. No. Not if you don't no, want no, no, to. No, no, no. no one's <laughs> forcing you to look in the box. <laughs> Consent is sexy, everybody. Consent is sexy. Um, mm. Talking of consent, I'm also joined with WhatCulture.com's Adam Wilborn. Sorry, what was that introduction, by the way? <laughs> he puts the sensual in consensual. <laughs> yeah, he put, sure. Uh, yeah, Adam Wilborn's here. Say your bit, please. Okay. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> That's so thrown him off. <laughs> wow. There it, seems like there's a big story behind this. There isn't a big story, no, everyone. This no, is no, just no. Story. He's, he's gone a bit, yeah. Also, gone a bit not good that you're introducing me like that, and then I'm probably going to disappear from the podcast for about a month. So, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been cancelled, everyone. We promise. No, <laughs> he's no. not been caught. So there we go. He hasn't been cancelled, but he consensually had sex with his wife and is making a baby. So there we yes, go. Yes, a mini Titus is coming. Uh, anyway. Uh, it's Titus, strong as bull and cunning like fox. I'll challenge you to an arm wrestle and wager it's a dick in a box. Your arm will snap, you'll <laughs> lose your precious bike. But never mind all that. Has anyone else noticed that Ark and that kid look a little bit alike? <laughs> yes, love that. So good. So bloody good. Um, well, I guess is everybody ready to continue the adventure? Yarp. Yes. Yeah. Previously on Dice with Death, the gang launched into action in a Pyrenees alleyway to save Ark's son from the hogfolk and bounty hunters trying to tie him down. Ark's son, Zed, proved his way with the blade once more by doing away with one of the attackers, showing off his skills with a samurai sword. Ark pulled Zed in for a hug, but he was reluctant to reciprocate, asking his dad during the tender moment why he never said goodbye. Titus, having not paid any attention to the family reunion, kept shouting after Zed, asking him if he'd seen Ark's son. Then, with huge confusion regarding Vixen's armor class with a defensive flourish, Vixen did away with a bounty hunter, slashing into him as she sung her bard song. The largest of the hogfolk and bounty hunters then tried to get into Titus's head, telling him he seemed very low status within Team Arzatit and small in comparison. 
Titus said, fuck this, and challenged the bounty hunter to an arm wrestle, putting 250 gold on the line as his wager. When the bounty hunter asked to see the gold, Titus mentioned that he kept his gold in a box that he was carrying on his person, prompting Ark and Vixen to warn Zed that he was maybe about to see a penis in a box. Ark asked Titus if he wanted any magical extras to help him in the arm wrestle, but after Titus rolled a die, it was decided that it was going to be a fair arm wrestle without any assistance. The bounty hunter then suggested his own motorcycle as a wager and prompted Zed to lift the tarp Pauline off to see the goods. Ark messed with Zed's feathers to make him more presentable, and Titus thought about his own father as he looked on at this beautiful father-son reunion. The bounty hunter then placed his arm on the crate and said, let's go. Titus, with an almighty heave, smashed the bounty hunter's arm through the crate and broke his arm, leaving him rolling around on the floor in agony. After chucking Titus the keys to the bike, he left the scene, but was perceived by Zed as he gathered his other hogfolk and bounty hunter friends watching from a distance. Zed noticed the impending danger and tried to usher Team Arzatit away, before Vixen reminded everyone that they were there to buy information off a criminal contact. Zed then realised that he was the criminal contact and said they should talk elsewhere. Elsewhere. He escorted the gang through the alleyways of the outskirts of Pyro to an abandoned school, deactivating traps as he went, gathering everyone in the basement. He told the gang that he was meant to meet a group of mercenaries at the Burning Bucket Tavern to sell them information, but that his master, the one who actually had the information, had been captured by the jackals, so was going to pull a fast one and dash once he got half the money. He explained that he'd been taken in by a tabaxi named Star, who had trained him in the way of the blade, and had kept him fed and watered for the last three months. Vixen gasped, realising that Zed was taken in by her old bandmate, Tabitha Star Lightpaw. Zed explained that they'd been attacking a convoy to stop materials making it to the international shipping station when she was captured, with Vixen agreeing to help get Star back. Titus asked if there were any snacks about, with Zed presenting him with two bandoliers of pork scratchings. Zed and Ark then went to the roof and sat out in solar flare sun lounges to have a long overdue catch-up, watching the chemical red sun seared sky as they did. Ark noted that he hadn't seen Zed use his wings yet, and decided to outstretch his, asking his son if he wanted a quick fly in the sky. Zed nervously looked down at the floor and said he'd pass, before Ark complimented him on his fighting skills, giving big praise to Star's training. Ark pried more into the fact that Zed was unconscious when he arrived on Eid, with Zed saying his mum, Colonel Elec, had put him to sleep and stowed him away aboard a cargo ship. He explained that he didn't want to leave his mum, and divulged heinous details about the murder of Zed's brother, Ark's son, Ulrek. He said he saw Grandpa, Harleatus Aves, strangle him to death after finding Ark and Elec's scrying letters, punishing her in the process. Zed then stood up and dropped his leather matrix duster, revealing bloodied bandages where his wings should be, explaining that Aves had burnt them off. With Ark's anger towards his father-in-law growing even stronger, a thunderous storm appeared in the sky over the school, and as Ark hugged his son tighter than ever, he could feel Tempo's wrath thunderously strike in his mind. And that's where we are now. As the storm clouds that were seconds ago, raging above, dissipate into red solar flares, that reach across the sky like the branch of an old oak tree. Zed pulls himself slightly out of your grip arc, and he looks into your eyes, and he says, I'm sorry I can't fly with you this time, Dad. He looks towards the ground, ashamed. I'm going to say, oh, don't, don't worry, kid. Flying's overrated anyway. 
Oh. Nice. What's your uh, What's your plan for getting your? Uh, I'm going to do air quotes. Air quotes, like really big air quotes in my talons. Master <laughs> uh, back. Well, I mean, I was just going to buy a bunch of weapons and just, I don't know, just try and find them. But now you three are here. I feel like you could help me. Kid, that sounds like a really bad plan. The first plan was a really bad plan. You do oh. know that, right? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, really um, bad. Okay, wh- cool. But wh- why so bad? Why, wh- you know, I, I, could, I could do it. Stars trained me. I'm really good with a blade. And I don't know, I could, I could, I could wield a, a pistol or a shotgun if I wanted to. Like, I, I, could, I could do all that. I want to draw my sword. And just go, go on then, let's see how, let's see how good you are with the blade. <laughs> uh, okay. Morpheus That's is just... fighting Neo. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, I was yeah, going to say, this is definitely Orpheus and Neo vibes for sure. No sooner, Ark, have you said this, you see a glint in Zed's eye as he absolutely... Matrix jumps back from you to the edge of the school building and he unsheaths his samurai sword and he says come on then dad let's see what you got <laughs> roll initiative yeah let's oh. go Woo! can we be spe- oh no I suppose we're we, we shouldn't really spectate this should we it's too epic for that no <laughs> no Ark, what did you get no uh, 19 oh Jamie, if you don't say stop trying to hit me and hit me, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> Hard cut to like two minutes time when he's beating the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting <laughs> yourself? Ark, across the roof of this school, you've been sat on the sun loungers, but you see various like, um, like disused like air vents and just like rubbish and detritus that's ended on like ended up on the top of this school um you see the solar flares in the sky this looks like an epic battle that's about to go down but ark you get the upper hand you are the seasoned veteran in this moment and you get to go first what are you doing i think i drop my shield and pull my dagger okay so i've got dagger in one hand sword in the other hand and I don't really want to hit him, but I do want to go for a proper, like, I do want to make, basically, I think what Ark's going to try and do is start a fight, but he needs a bit of a confidence boost, Zed. So he's going to try and pull some punches, but at the same time, he doesn't want it to look really fake. So I think he's going to go, yeah, he's going to try and hit him. Absolutely. Let's go for it. I was just thinking, what if you roll on that one and accidentally kill your son? <laughs> Delphine is. Delphine doesn't like that. She's Who knows? not. Who knows what's going to happen? She's not happy. This is a risk. <laughs> twenty-three to hit. Okay. Uh, Twenty. Twenty-three hits. What are you attacking with? Uh, it's my sword. Go for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the the, the butt of the sword. I'm gonna proper like try and smack that way, and then uh, I'm gonna roll my dagger hit as well. Might okay. As well. Uh, oh, seventeen. My dagger. Nice, uh, that hits. Cool. 
I don't, I do, I don't really want to roll damage, to be fair. But do I need to roll <laughs> well, you, damage? You, you can say non-lethal if you want. Non-lethal, let's go for it. Let's flipping go. It's tricky, isn't it? Because you don't want Zed to know that you're not trying. Oh, wow. Yeah, draw a bit of blood. Poor Zed. Poor Zed. <laughs> I rolled a four on my dagger, which is maximum damage. Uh, so that is eight damage with my dagger. Short sword, I rolled a six. Uh, so that's ten damage. So... Uh, that's 18 damage, non-lethal. Ollie, just for banter, say, how do you want to do this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finish him! How do you want to kill your second son? Um, <laughs> like, are you, you're just, like, launching into him? Just, like, going for it? What does this look like? Yeah, go for it. Let's go. Okay, okay, cool. Let's go. Um, you see, as he takes these hits into the body... Um, you see him kind of like look up at you from the floor. His eyes glint and he smiles and he goes, okay, old man, let's fucking go. And you <gasps> see go. that he turns his samurai sword, like it, it, it's a, a, with a, a, um, a normal samurai sword is just serrated a one, uh, along one edge. So he turns his samurai sword the other way around. So he'll be hitting you with the blunt side of the blade. Cool. But, but he goes, oh, you're serious, are you? Okay. <laughs> Um, and the first thing he's going to do is bonus action hide. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, cool. uh, amazingly, that was a nat 20. <laughs> Jesus. And you so, never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my wife. There you go. Oh, God. Oh. You, you see, Ark, in this moment when Zed hides... Like you see, you, you don't even know where he's gone. You just see his visage completely go invisible and disappears. Um, and you hear kind of like rustlings around you of where you think he might have gone, but you cannot pinpoint at all where he is. Unless you want to roll me an investigation check to see if you can find him. Absolutely. Uh, I rolled a nine on the dice, so I think I'll be able to. No. You do not find your son Zed, who is hiding amongst the rooftops. Um, from out of nowhere, a strike from behind, like an air vent, tries to clock you across the back. <laughs> okay, does a 22 hit? Absolutely. Okay, uh, plus sneak attack. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> you take a blunted side of the samurai across your back and you take 26 points of non-lethal damage I'm blooded <laughs> <laughs> what happens is you get struck across the back and you feel your son like strike you what do you do I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna smile I'm like oh, that's like good hit but hold on that's you that's um I think he he uses a slight bit of movement to get back from you and he's like Come on then, old man. Let's see what else you got. I'm just going to go, because um, I'm going to spin around. Does a 13 hit? It does not. Okay, so I'm going to swing with my sword. Yeah. And then I'm going to try and chuck my dagger at him. Ooh, okay, okay, great. So you swing your sword, and then you're throwing your dagger at him. Roll to hit. Uh, so that's an 11. That doesn't hit. Oh. So, cool. Ark, what does this look like as you advance towards him with sword and then a thrown dagger? So I think he hits me on the back and I kind of just instinctively kind of just swing around, but he's taken that movement back. So the, the swing and a miss, 
And then as I'm coming around, I have a, the dagger in my hand and I just launch it at him. Now, I was going to say, like, if I can, I think he would uh, probably try and swipe it away with the sword. Oh, he deflects like, it. Like, he de it. With a yeah, nine, yeah. you see your son just eyes glinting as he moves this samurai sword across his eye line and just ting and just flicks it off into the apocalypse, just into the into the wasteland that you can see below this school and he goes nice try my turn and then he's <laughs> gonna try and hit you again with the samurai sword okay does a 19 hit you it does okay um you see him run vault and jump off the side of one of these air vents that's like sticking out one of these air conditioning units and he launches towards you with the uh with the blunt side of this samurai sword and does 14 damage to you as he strikes across your torso. Ouch. <laughs> you raised him, raised him well, didn't you? How you doing, Dad? You okay? Can you still go? Yeah, I'm going to take another swing. I'm going to swing with my sword. Non-lethal. Oh, come on. So, 15? Doesn't hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you swung with your sword. Are you doing anything else? Got nothing else? Nothing. Got nothing left. Okay. I got no I got, <laughs> got, I got nothing, nothing left. I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cast like banishment on my child. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna hit him. It would with be my a sword, bit petty, right. wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna banish you to another plane of existence. Good luck, kid. The ultimate go to your room. <laughs> go to your pocket dimension. Yeah, I'm gonna send you to the shadow realm. <laughs> um cool. You <laughs> you see, uh, you see Zed, kind of his his agility is re is really quick. Like he's not had wings for a little bit, so he's like really good on his legs and on his feet. And you see him like dart around, get super low, and then get right up behind you. And he pulls the samurai sword up, blade towards you to your neck. I yield, kid. I yield. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> He drops his sword and he spins you around and brings you in for a big hug. Aww. Good one. You've, mate, you are, you're a force to be reckoned with. I have six hit points, by the way. I'm pretty beaten up. <laughs> like, he has really properly beaten me up. I'll be like, oh, yep. Yeah, uh, can you help me find my dagger? Is that all right? We'll call it a draw. <laughs> uh, Dad, I've, I've got stuff that can... I've got stuff that can patch you up and heal you down, like downstairs That's in the in the basement. Right. It's okay. No, so no. I'm not. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. It's fine. <laughs> it's, don't worry about it. Okay. I mean, I don't need to roll an insight check for that, but okay. Um, <laughs> you see <laughs> that blood you're... just pouring out his beak. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Actually, it's probably not blood, is it? It's probably like this really weird. Actually, it's probably this really weird black ooze that's coming oh. out of my uh, out of my beak. You are correct. And now he's going to roll an insight check. Can do it. Okay. Um, so this is he got a fourteen. Do you want to roll mm -hmm. deception, or try and mask it in some way? No, I don't want to. Okay. Um, he clocks it, mm -hmm. and then he goes, "I, I, I'm, I can see your dagger. I'm just going to go get it." And he walks, he walks off to like the edge of like the school roof where your dagger has like fallen, and um, he picks it up, 
Uh, I was going to say he wipes the blood off of it. You've got a couple of strikes in there, I think. So um, non-lethal, yep. but he wipes a bit of blood off of it and he hands it back to you. Um, and he just kind of, he pulls off like part of his leather duster and kind of just gives it to you to mop up what you need to mop up. But doesn't say anything. Zed, if you want to ask about it, you can ask about it. Ask ask about what? I don't see anything. Okay. Look, Dad, I've not seen you for a long time. I was eight years old when you left. I'm 21. Uh, no. No, no, no. I was two when you left. Ara Cochran years, everybody. I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> I was two when you left. I'm eight now. That means he was eight when he you left, and he's 21 now. I'm eight years old, Dad. Like... If you want to talk to me, you'll talk to me and tell me when you want to tell me. I, we're both adults, so I'm not going to force anything. But now you can talk to me. I, I know we've not seen each other in a long time, but it's really cool to have you around, and I want you to, I want you to be around for the foreseeable. Kid, I don't want to. I don't lie to you anymore. I don't want to not say goodbye to you. Like, I think we've made those mistakes in the past. Um, we? <laughs> we? Me and your mum. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you. Were, sorry, I thought you were getting a jibe in at me because I got a jibe no. at you earlier. No, not you, kid. Okay, not you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get his hand, his talon, and just put it against my chest. Which is absolutely just not moving. No heart's beating. And it's cold. And I'm just going to go... Something happened to me while I was trying to get back to you and your mum and your brother. And it wasn't good. And I think I'm the same man. But I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't I don't want to lie to you about this. Who brought you back? Um actually I think it was Titus someone you don't know, um, Zakaya and Madame Mordana. If that rings a bell. No, sorry, just just the big guy downstairs. Mm. They they brought me back, but there's always a cost. Okay. Well, you're um you're here now. Mhm. And that's all that matters. And it sounds like you've got great people with you. And that's all I could. That's all I could ever ask for. I'm sure you'd feel the same for me. Mm -hmm. Dad, whatever happens, just know you did a really, really good job. I'd love to talk more, kid, but I've only got six hit points, and I need to have a rest. I really thought you were about to say, "I've only got six months to live." <laughs> 
Just drop it it's in. It's not as even six. It's three, everybody. It's three. Yeah. It's um, three. Um, Shit, it's three. So I'm just going to really heavily lean on him and just walk with him, like towards those stairs. Yeah. He um he puts his he puts his arm around you, and like he sheaths his sword and just you know, <laughs> if you've if you've ever seen an older gentleman being dragged home from the pub by a much younger gentleman, <laughs> it looks like that. Um, don't tell, don't tell Titus I lost. Don't tell him. Oh, why is he really? Is it, it, will he? Like, Just don't tell that? Titus I lost. Just don't tell Titus I lost. Uh, okay. Are we, are we are we saying that you won, or are we saying nothing? We just we just don't say anything about it. Okay. Well, just there's a just a bit of just in the corner of your mouth a bit. Of, I don't want to call okay. it blood, but just yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I okay. wipe it off. And there we go. So as Zed is walking you over, like this is very laboured and very hobbled, like over to the the ladder to bring you down. But he says, "Dad, do you ever?" Do you feel like you have a purpose? Does anyone have a purpose, really? That's the messed up thing. Um, I remember... I'm an old man. And I you know, like to have long-winded conversations with people. And I... Remember talking to... Um, an army man, army gentleman. Like your dad. And... He said he, get, he he said my purpose was to save the universe with uh, those two downstairs. I don't think that's my purpose. I think my purpose has always been to get back to you guys, make sure you guys are happy, just help you out. I think when when you become a dad, your purpose really changes. I was all about oh yep. I'm gonna make my make my wife proud, do something incredible in the in the army, make a name for myself, make an actual family name for me. But that's all changed. So no pressure, kid, but I think you're my purpose. Why do you ask? Someone spoke to me in my dreams. I say someone. It felt more like something. Like they told me that I was a, a a lost cause and I was worthless, like not fit to live in this world. But then thunder and lightning struck this thing out of my mind and the clouds, they like parted and there was a distant roar of thunder that sounded like so comforting. And that I feel like that's when my purpose changed. I feel like my purpose is much different I maybe I don't feel like I had one but I feel like I have a cause to fight for to help mum back on Ian and I mean Star has said she'll help me no matter the cost and you see Zed reach into his matrix style duster chest pocket and produces a crumpled up piece of parchment with handwriting on it that looks or has like a feminine touch to it. And he gestures to you to see it. Like you're right in front of the ladder, but he holds you up and produces this piece of paper to you. I read it. The note reads, My darling Zed, 
I'm sorry it had to come to this. I need you to be my bird outside the cage. Your mission is to disrupt the transportation of materials to the planet of Ean by any means necessary. Grandpa and his friends are building things that will hurt us and the world. Stifle the lizard's roar and let the songbird sing one last time. Mum. Um, so... The things in... That shadowy thing in your head... Unfortunately real. That's called a mind shadow. Um... They're they're pretty pretty terrifying. Um, so apologies about that. Um, that thunder sound that was tempo. My main man. It's your um, boy tempo. So <laughs> they're gonna look after you as best they can. Your mum. Um, I understand what she's writing. But, you know, kid, you, you're eight years old now. Like, you can make your own decisions. You, you don't have to follow orders. So you make your own choice. Don't make your mum's choice for me. Don't make... Don't make me make your choice for you. Thanks, Dad. Oh, also, uh, robotic lizards, they're, I don't know, 20 foot tall. <laughs> Again, more nightmare fuel can, like, destroy... Did you watch the... The champion games? No. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Nanny's missed so much. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have a watch of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You might be. You might be pretty impressed by it, actually. But, okay. Cool. Uh, uh, just to clarify, everybody, uh, robotic lizards are sixty feet tall. So sorry, but no, 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 no. It's all good. Can um, I quickly ask as well? The song, there was a thing in there about the songbird. Remind me of. Um, because Albert Amore, or Albert Amore, he's Fennec Fox, isn't he? But is there an undead loyalist called the Songbird? Ah! Okay. Uh. Law retention. Law retention from Amy Malay. It's my little 80s theme tune. Okay, cool. As you were. Ark and Zed climb back down the ladder and into the basement. Where Titus and Vixen are having an arm wrestle. Hey, At least that's what you yeah, said last that's time. Exactly what, we're so doing. What, 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 what are you guys doing in amongst the basement? Like, you're just chatting, are you arm wrestling? What, what's going on? I think, yeah, I mean, we were just going to have a bit of an arm wrestle to sort of. I think I was trying to keep Titus occupied a little bit <laughs> so we wouldn't disturb um, Ark and Zed having their, their big moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're just having a bit, of a bit of a mess around. So. I imagine Titus has beaten me every single time, and I'm probably past trying, but I'll keep going back. Titus is definitely doing that bell end thing that strong people do oh. in arm wrestles, where they they go, "Oh, you've, I think you've got me!" Oh, yeah, and then yeah, just yeah, smashing yeah, yeah, their yeah. arm. The most annoying thing ever. Where it's like, "Oh, oh my god, you're so good!" Bang. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Good one, mate. Good one. I can understand how you sent that that hog folk and bloke packing. But I think genuinely you beat me when they walk back in and I turn around and see the state they're in and go, what the hell have you two been doing? <laughs> and he's distracted for a minute and I'm like, bang! <laughs> Did you see that? I'll just beat Titus Thunderbaster Caligari in an arm wrestle. Tell your friends. Two medium creatures <laughs> fighting away in an arm wrestle. Zeds, um, 
looks over to you, Vixen, and goes, way, and joins in your celebration with you and just goes, look, look guys, there's, there's so much like to drink in the fridge if you want power drinks. So like, if you do want booze, I know we're here for the evening. So like, just do whatever you want. But um, it's really great to meet you, Vixen, Titus. Thank you so much for looking after my dad. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, kid. I'm glad you got some time to catch up and, uh, uh, yeah, shoot the shit. But um, I suppose... Is that all you did up there or...? Yeah. You guys look a little bit worse for wear. What's going on? A bit sweaty, a bit... No? We're fine. We're fine. No, fine. Just, just you know, father-son scuffle. I haven't wrestled with this guy for years and he'd always beat me and... Oh, uh, he beat me again. Can you believe it? Yeah. yeah, that happened. That is exactly what happened. Immediately get a arc in a headlock for a noogie. Like, Wee! can I roll a, a an investigation, <laughs> a deception check, <laughs> or an investigation check? You can roll an insight check if you'd like to see if Zed is lying. <laughs> Eighteen. Help action guidance. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes a deception check. Oh my goodness, Zed is plus six, so here we go. Uh, Zed gets an 18 on the first one. Oh, he's had me. Uh, he's got a 14 on the second one, plus guidance, four, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, well, he, equaled, he equaled your top one because you got an 18, so roll off, go again. Oh, okay. Oh, not so good that time, six. Ooh, he got an 11, so he does beat your deception. Um, Vixen, you kind of know that he's lying anyway, but you you don't pay too much attention to it. You're just like, yay, I won an arm wrestling match against Titus. Woohoo! And Zed has thanked you both for looking after his father. Um, Ark, you see that Zed kind of ushers you over to the, the mini fridge and pulls a couple of um, what looks like, you know, blue arcanish looking uh, potions and just like gives them to you in your cloak and goes, here you go, Dad. Just. Just ne- neck him quickly. He'll be all right. Um, are we going anywhere tonight? Are we going? I asked Zed. Are we going anywhere? I think we tonight? sort of need to hear your son's plan, don't we? Yeah. I'm going to neck that hell potion, or whatever it is. Neck the potions. Okay. You neck a couple of these blue arcanes. You can tell from the mini fridge that he's not got too many of these, but he, he wants you at full strength, so he gives you two. You definitely have to neck both of them to come back up to full. Um, okay. But you neck both of them. Um, in this moment, Zed, uh, kind of, um, he, he kind of sets the table out a bit and, um, grabs a, grabs a couple of packets of, um, pork scratchings that he's got left lying around because Titus, amazingly, he didn't give you all of them. Um, but he just opens them up on the table and puts them with your drinks. And then he, he heads over to, uh, uh, he heads over to a desk in the corner, which is, um, it's about 9 p.m. in the evening, and on this desk, you see like a transistor radio that's like sitting atop it with faint crackles as it's like in its untuned state. It is on. You can hear the wispy kind of crackles. Um, and Z turns the dial, skipping past like commercial music stations and like adverts and all that kind of stuff. And he finds a news station broadcasting the latest in the solar system kind of like current affairs just in time for the nine o'clock news and the newsreader says today's top story 
The leader of the Aracochrans, Field Marshal Aid, is set to broker a peace treaty with all seven planets of Parley's solar system. Talks have begun between leaders and are expected to take over a month. As a goodwill and gesture, Aves is donating giant circular statues to each individual planet over the coming weeks, as part of the Aracochran initiative to unify the galaxy. The statues, said to be over 100 foot tall, are said to signify the coming together of races, a cause Aves says is well overdue. Are they the are they the um, the um, plane walker plane walkers or are they like the because they're not the mind the manipulators are they they're smaller than that that's got to be something dodge though if only they were more description on radio yeah if only it wasn't a completely <laughs> audio medium <laughs> stupid terrible audio medium honestly if anybody wants to roll me an insight check they can yeah I'll give it a go. Ooh. Ark, what did you get? Eight. <coughs> Titus? I, I thought I wasn't going to be required there. I need to get my, my rolling plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a, a quick uh, little factoid for the listeners. Uh, today I have a rolling plate um, because I'm in my future child's... What is this initially called? Because it can't be his room, can it? I suppose it's a nursery. Uh, it's a nursery, isn't it? Nursery. It's, nursery. Just cha- just, it's just his changing pad right now. I'm surrounded by clothes he's not going to wear for six months, effectively. And when he says a plate, dear listeners, because this is an audio medium, he means a plate. He doesn't mean like it's a, a little tree. It's not a trinket tray. It's a plate you'd have pizza off. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's, it's Alan Partridge's big plate, basically, that he uh, takes <laughs> It's bloody massive. <laughs> Let's hear a roll on that plate. It's going to sound so good. Oh! Plastic, listeners. Plastic. Well, we're never using that again because that's a nat one. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Okay. So, you guys listen into this broadcast and attain only the words that the newsreader has said. Um, you would probably need more info on what's going on to, like know exactly what's going on but you all know in your minds that there is no, there's never been a plane walker that has existed that is taller than 60 feet mm. the only time you've ever seen a plane walker that is 100 foot or taller was i think it was vixen in a nightmarish thing that mm-hmm. saw a plane walker that was like 160 foot tall yeah but this thing that they're talking about on the news is only 100 foot tall so it couldn't possibly be that. Uh, yeah, I think it was either Vixen or Zack who saw a 100 foot tall one. Um but they Sorry, said Zach. it could have been Zack in a dream, yeah, in a vision. Um and what is this thing they, did you see did the radio person say it was spherical like round circular circular. Yeah. Right. Like a big old bird bath, like a big old planet controlling manipulator. Mm, yep. That's what I think. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, you know, <laughs> glad, he, glad he's on it. Do you reckon the you know the Trojans would that have worked if it had been a big bird bath instead of a horse? <laughs> You'd see the birds in the top though, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just, so you see all the birds like. Oh. Don't mind us. <laughs> Definitely not Trojans. <laughs> no, no, no. We're no, no, no. We're, there are no Trojans in here. No, no, no Trojans in here. No, go away. Just cheeky we're... Spartans or whatever they were. Cheeky, Greek, cheeky Grecians. Spartans. Just leave it outside. If it's if it, if it's if it's no point in bringing it in, that's just going to bring birds too close. If anything, they're going to poo all all over the square. Leave it <laughs> yeah. outside the walls. If anything, so yeah, true. We really think you'd be better inside the walls. Nope, nope. I think we're going to put you in the garden. <laughs> Fuck. We really didn't think well about this, did we? <laughs> 
imagine a horse, not a fucking bird bath. <laughs> Why would you even take a horse in? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, oh, here's a here's a beautiful wooden horse we've carved for you. Like, what's the what is the point? I think they like, thought it was a big gift, didn't they? They were like, oh, yeah, it's but nice, like, but it's a wooden still, horse. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, yeah. Well, are they six? It's a cheap gift. It's a cheap yeah. gift. It wants mm. a wooden horse. You're right. And it's so obviously an ambush as well. You know, when you think back and you're like, at what point did someone go, yeah, brilliant, <laughs> bring that massive horse in? <laughs> like, it's so farcical, isn't it? Come on. It's like uh, Ace Ventura, isn't it? The bit where um, he's inside the uh, rhino. Do you remember oh, that yeah, and he's sweating the, to do, death. Do I remember <laughs> it? Jamie, it was a formative film in my childhood, as you may have realised, through every time I've ever been on camera or audio. Yes, you, you do reference it a lot. It is. I mean, when nature calls is actually my favourite one. I think the second one's better. I know that's a controversial opinion, but I do like the second one a lot. And when he gets born out the back of the rhino, <laughs> oh my god! I, I would genuinely, because Adam is such a big fan, I would love to see Adam do that, like be born out of a fake rhino, <laughs> just through all of that latex, like. And Louise rejected that for the birth of our, our child soon. By the way, it was it was oh, it's really? just natural oh, birth, god. not C C. Section, not uh, born, born through fake rhinoceros arse or anything like that. <laughs> By the way, just a complete complete side point. We were talking today about what, because my niece and nephew are up as well, and we were talking about what film we wanted to watch. We were going to have a film night earlier on, and mm. uh, we ended up settling on Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which, by the way, is goaded. Um, but... I suggested Ace Ventura, and then I remembered, yeah, that's it's not aged well, and also it's also not appropriate for children looking back at this stage. <laughs> yeah. The first one is so transphobic; it's ridiculous. Oh, it's awful! <laughs> yeah, it's so bad, Mister Winky. It's terrible. Oh. By the way, I'm just quickly reading up on the Trojan horse, and apparently, it was built by a bloke who was a master carpenter, and the Greeks basically like persuaded the Trojans that the horse was an offering to Athena, the goddess of war, which would make Troy impregnable. So ironically, they were like, have this massive horse in your in your courtyard and no one will ever enter again. Like, no one will get into the city of Troy ever again. The yeah, irony. it's a total cock block. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a <laughs> terrible gift. If if I was Athena, I would send like so many fucking lightning bolts. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Good. I'm glad. I'm glad someone snuck into you and they're gonna kill all of you because this is the worst gift I've ever oh received. God. But why wasn't it like a food truck? <laughs> you know what I mean, like an ice an ice cream van or something, <laughs> playing a nice little Laundry jingle. Van. Yeah. <laughs> what do you afford? You've got some clean sheets in the back. <laughs> Bloody massive horse. You know when you just think back and you're like, that's actually so daft. <laughs> Anyway, I love this. It's been a fun bit. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? What's happening? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, more radio chatter. Here we go. Here we um, go. In other news, the late great wrestling icon, making Fearless Shot Caligavi, is being honoured with a premium live event of his namesake. Caligavi Chaos, the new event set to honour the wrestler's legacy, is due to commence the day following after his funeral. The event will feature the newly established Tables, Ladders and Lava match, as well as a GWF Heavyweight Championship defence match by reigning champion and recently released from custody, Volok. Newly appointed general manager Elman Monroe says it's the legacy Fearless Shot would want for his fans. That's the news, I'm Sunny Day. 
sunny day kicking us when we're Lovely. down. I mean, this is literally just like a broadcast going, all your enemies have peaked. <laughs> they're, they're having a great time. <laughs> it's all coming up volok. Yeah. It is all coming up volok, isn't it? He did very well out of that sexual harassment case. I'm going to look at Titus and just say, I'm sorry, man. It's, it sounds like a, an absolute farce up there right now, and I'm sorry we couldn't go sooner to, to finish it off. Um, I, I know I, I know your dad is probably fuming right now. He, this is not what he would have wanted. I mean, probably would have wanted the wrestling match stuff, but he definitely wouldn't want Volok in charge and and all that crap. No, thanks. Uh, Ollie, do we know when his funeral is yet? Yeah, so by all accounts with your time in the Champion Games, it is still at this point a week and a half away. Ah, okay. You're telling me there's a chance. It's like, uh, you know, the bit in Shaun of the Dead, where he's like, just go here, do this, and then all back to the... Let's go to the Winchester, and it'll, 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 it'll blow yeah. over. It'll blow Get over. mum, yeah. kill Phil, yeah. go to the pub. The Winchester is now sadly a group of flats. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, bummer. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who loves Shaun of the Dead. Just complete and utter bumming there. Did you... Uh, yeah, so we, we... It's prevent Phil Marshall Ames from completely taking over the galaxy. Um, go back. Um, avenge my... Uh, let's be honest, probably murdered father by killing his brother, my uncle... Uh, win the title off Volok and marry Salu. Bish bash bosh. Two weeks time. See you later. I've just realised your Titus's arc is the plot of the fucking Lion King. His dad's been <laughs> murdered and he's going back to kill his uncle. <laughs> I'm glad someone finally That's said great. it. Episode 46, two and a half years in, someone's finally it. noticed that Titus Long is Simba. live the king. Crowdus turned to Zed and go, right. Where's, where's Star being held? Star is currently being held at the Jackal's like headquarters on the edge of the city of Pyro. Um, if we were to, if we were trying, if we were to try and get her back from there, it would be a suicide mission. There's too many people, and it, it, it's too much. Um, I, I can. I think there are two ways for us to do this. I have some thoughts and maybe some kind of plan. Can I, can I just detail them out to you and see what you think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, right. One is to intercept the Jackal's armoured motorcade uh, en route from their headquarters to their outpost. Catch them while they're in transit. Like they'll be, they're, they're moving her regardless tonight from their HQ to the outpost uh, to do what I'm not really too sure they normally sell people off um, to make some money like there's a lot of slave trade around on pyro uh, so I, I think the deal is to sell her off um, two we could intercept them once we get to their outpost so instead of going to the headquarters or attacking them you know in transit we go to their outpost uh, the first means that there'll be like less jackals to deal with, but it'll be a super aggressive assault from us. The second means that there'll be more jackals to deal with, but we could get the opportunity of stealth if we're lucky enough, sneaking in and grabbing Star under their noses. Uh, although if it all goes south, then 
we'll have a lot more men bearing down on us. So there are stealthy and aggressive ways to do both options, but we need to act fast because Star's going to be moving tonight in a few hours. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, speaking as a man who's both uh, very stealthy and very aggressive, I will uh, completely <laughs> defer to my two friends on this one. Yeah, I mean, I stealth is definitely a big boon for, for Vixen. She's got an incredibly high stealth stat, so I feel like I would probably benefit from taking the Metal Gear Solid approach, but there will be less jackals if we catch them on the on the on the move. So it's kind of I think either way is is there are definitely pros to both. What do you reckon, Ark? This is your son. What do you think of his plan? That both very good very good plans. Much better than the last one, which was just blow everything up. Um have we ever told you the story about the time I stuck a leaf to my head? <laughs> <laughs> not not now, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> I'm I'm reasonably stealthy actually. I'm not unstealthy. I'm not negatively stealthy. Um I don't know Titus like I'm I'm looking at Titus cuz Titus is the you know he's seven was he seven foot tall? Yeah. Yeah, seven foot tall like have you got anything Vixen that can help us be stealthy? Or I mean, so my stealth stat is is really quite strong. I've got a plus eight modifier on that bad boy. Um, I've got yeah. plus three. Hello. So I got a plus four actually. So we're not we're not too bad. As long as it's not a twenty eight AC, you're fine. <laughs> I thought that was really funny in your notes where you were like, after some confusion involving Vixen's armor <laughs> class. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've obviously got Bardic Inspiration, which you guys can use as well to um, be added to your ability check or, or attack roll or whatever. So you could always add that if you roll quite naff on stealth. Um, but in terms of, I mean, I have, I mean, we've got spells, I guess, haven't we? We could always use something. I could cast something on you guys to, to amplify your stealth. There's there's multiple ways I see that we could, we could like, achieve either of these things and i think both lend themselves well to stealth and an aggressive attack mm. like the motorcade there's going to be less people they will have lots of armaments for us to get through but there will be less people and they'll i mean there's a shorter window for us to kind of attack but with that we could go ahead to where the roads are set up you know, if we wanted to be stealthy about it, we could set up explosions, hide, you know, um, and, and when they came by, um, erupt the explosions and damage their vehicles to put a stop to them, then attack them there. Or we just hell for leather after them on bikes or cars. We could do that there. Or we could get to the outpost and plant explosives to blow a hole. And that's very aggressive. Or we could try and sneak in. That Yeah, I, I see there being lots of options, but just... Any thoughts that you guys have on which ones we should probably do would be great. Seeing as I am a master of disguise, could I block the road with my new, now, broke, I'm doing, uh, speak, what are they called? Speech, not speech marks. What am I doing here? Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> Broken down Hogley Davidson to stop the motorcade and then, boom, everyone attacks so we could kind of get the best of both worlds there. And I suppose, even if they do get away, which I hope they don't, obviously, 
we know where they're going, so we can always have a. It's going to be a lot harder. To, you know, they'll know we're coming. But yeah, I think time is of the essence. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's definitely we could do like what they do in the Great Escape, where they set up like a little. Um, Steve McQueen sets like a little garroting wire to catch the convoy. I mean, obviously it's not a motorbike this time, but we could do some sort of like motor, like a, a uh, some kind of barricade that we set up to kind of like trap the convoy. If we got far, I've got a lot ahead. of pork scratchings. If you need that, if that could help. Yeah, I was thinking actually how vital pork scratchings are in this plan. <laughs> I was just trying to put the put the wheels together. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but hey, that yeah, there's definitely something. If we are going to intercept them, we've got motorbikes. We've got an extra motorbike as well. There's also a distraction, isn't there? Like, could we just, could we put on a, could I put on a show for them or something to distract them? And then you guys sneak in, do your worst. I mean, really, all we need to do is just get in and get Star out as quick as possible. And maybe stealth is the best option for that. I'm I'm so if we're not having a long rest, mm-hmm. uh, I am very much built for attack at the moment. Yes, not so much spells. So I don't really have any stealthy things right. on the go. Um, also, I can um, have my sorry, it's Ollie. Have my spells reset, or if I still am I still with what I've already used? They they can have they can have reset. Yeah, for sure they can have reset. For yeah, because sure. I don't think we've used many. Well, I mean, obviously you've used some. In oh, I've used loads. For, yeah, used some in the alley fight. Almost tapped. Yeah, <laughs> all I've used. Ark was, Ark was yeah. there to impress his kid and was like, "Yep, this is going down." <laughs> That's cool. All I've used was one when I used the dimension doors, but that was ages ago, so I think that'll be okay. I've just got one fourth level and one. Oh, I've got a few. I've got a few. I can do something. Um, because I could, I could just do some tempo shit and you know freeze the road. Do it on a bend or something, top of a very big hill, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- I'm this... sure that I'm not sure Star would survive, but you know, this, great. This this all sounds great. This yeah, just uh, any ideas you have, love them, please. I just want to get Star back. The problem with this this seed is that we take ages to think of a heist plan, and when we do think of a heist plan, we get really attached to the tiny details that don't really matter, like. You know, I've been told from Zach's experience, releasing a shark or, you know, <laughs> finding a way to get inside a mine or whatever. And we, we do get there eventually, but we, we often take a bit of a while to get there. Sorry, so, what, 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 what's releasing a shark? It's a oh, long story. It's a, a long story. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. So are we thinking we intercept then? Are we thinking we stop the convoy on the road? Because surely... Star is going to be in there. It's going to be easier to get her out of a convoy than it is to get her out of a, an outpost that's huge and heavily guarded. That's a guarded. good point. That's a great point. Yeah, because it, yeah? it, it's essentially this armoured motorcade. It's like, it's armoured vehicles. They are, I mean, they have weapons on them, but it's mm. less things to deal with than, say, the outpost. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm open to all ideas. Yeah, I think maybe combine the two ideas. So obviously we were thinking if we were going to go to the outpost, we would have to sneak around and, and sort of infiltrate stealthily. And we were thinking if we obviously had to go and intercept them on the road, we'd go full offensive. What if we were to somehow, like I say, create a blockade in the road, create a trap of some kind, some kind of pitfall thing going on and actually lure them to stop and then attack them. And that way we could effectively ambush them on the road but still get the upper hand 
is there a way we could yeah if we can go to the outpost anyway then why don't we just yeah. travel the route a little bit wait out there and, and set up a big trap for them what is this group all about family what film is the most about family fast and the furious what happens in the first fast and the furious they attack a convoy to steal i don't know vcr players or whatever it is it's so fucking old now VCRs. dvd players dvd, DVD players, players. Mate. genuinely that's the what the first film is to steal dvd players that is hysterical <laughs> they, they, fetch, they fetch a whole five pounds on ebay nowadays <laughs> <laughs> zed kind of looks to you all and says this is all great equipment wise like if you wanted to you know cause a blockade I've got explosives that we could use as well. Um, you know, if you wanted to, if we maybe wanted to dig a hole in the road to like mm-hmm. stop the convoy that way, or maybe there's a few like overarching ridges and stuff that we could rig to, to blow, then that, I, we could do that as well. Mm. I, I'm, I think I'm best when we're on there on the ground and, mm-hmm. you know, my way of the blade, but... Um, or the air. Yeah. Two people can fly, of course, now in this group. Mm. <laughs> You're such a little shit. <laughs> Zed looks at the ground uh, and nearly cries. <laughs> I would help him out, but Vixen doesn't know that either, does she? So she's nope. just like, yeah, exactly. Good job, Titus. That's a, that's a good thunking, actually. We've got two flyers now. Yeah, um, Zed goes, yeah, 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 we've got two flyers. Yeah, okay. It'll... it'll- Problem is, it'll make us so obvious, won't it? Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Two birds, one stone, <laughs> one wish stone. We have got a wish stone. Yeah, we have got two birds, one wish stone. Episode title. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I like the idea of the explosives, Seed. If you've got those, that could be brilliant because we could hide them, um, basically under cover of like a a sort of hole in the ground, some kind of. Um, blockade in the pile road, of pork scratchings under yeah I mean we could bury them in pork scratchings and then when they drive over the pork scratchings not only will they go over the pork scratchings give, game, make yeah, a give their position sound. away lovely smell as well lovely smell oh, as well oh my god yeah. can you imagine that <laughs> yeah maybe we could like explosives under rocks yeah and then like poof, and then like if there's like a, a valley they're going in yeah poof, rocks come down we're at the top, you're Eldritch Blasting. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, electrocuting them. Yeah. What are the, what's the black, what's, what are the cars like? I'm guessing it's like, you know, Armored trucks Mad Maxi. Yeah. If you imagine a, if you imagine kind of like the, the school bus from Speed, but it's like that, a prison bus kind of like that, but Mad Max Fury Road. So that's the middle of oh. the convoy. And then you've got like two, you probably have two supporting cars um, like muscle cars, and then maybe a bike or two, like assisting. That's what the convoy looks like. So you're looking about a minimum of one, two, three, four, five, six combatants, and then oh, yeah. Star as a prisoner. Yeah. And also, the problem is, we don't want to blow up the convoy not knowing which bit of it Star's in. Because we could blow up Star. Oh, Vixen, she'd definitely be in the, the like the armoured prison bus. There's no way they put her in one of the muscle cars or on back of the bike. She's too she's too high value to have open in the air. Got it. Okay. And that, that would be midway like in the middle of the convoy or towards the end? 
uh, that would be in the middle so that the the two cars what we've seen in the past anyway me and star it's mm. always the bus in the middle the two cars and then two bikes like flanking got it okay two bars and two cars i would be tempted to almost create some kind of diversion on the road and have them come out and investigate and then we ambush them yeah because i feel like that gets them out the vehicles hear this one out Mm. valet blow up they have to stop Mm. you dimension door with someone inside the bus let everyone out yeah hijack the bus we all get away in the bus yeah <laughs> me blow i can i can like potentially blow some cars out of the way maybe yeah 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 i like that idea yeah so we're planting are we planting an explosion that basically full calls rocks to fall causes rocks to fall down so that it blocks the path and therefore forces them to stop or slow down and you just Dimension door in with Titus, maybe. Yeah. You oh. fuck shit up. Get him. Guys, Come can out, I just say, out. I'm yeah. absolutely rock hard right now here in this. And that's not Titus, that's <laughs> me. Titus, again, again. Just just calm, calm thing. No, that's not Titus. That's me. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'm glad you're happy and you're having a nice time. I'm so excited for this mission. <laughs> I do like that plan a lot. Titus really likes that plan. You had me at Valley, Jamie. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I like the idea of being able to... Because I think my concern as well is that if we don't stop them well enough, they could drive away and then they could get back to the outpost and then we've kind of fucked ourselves a little bit because we're going to end up yeah. fighting an outpost as well as a convoy. Like, I've been in this position in Far Cry and sometimes you go in for the kill <laughs> and one of them gets away and they fuck off back to their outpost and you're like, well, that was a pointless exercise. So... Yeah, let's if we're going to do it, let's finish them where they stand. So I think the rocks blocking the path is a good idea. So we just need to let off some explosives near, presumably like a mountain or something that's going to land. Some like a like a natural sort of bottleneck. Have you got a map seed? Yeah, a map would be good, wouldn't it? You hear in this instance slight crackles in your in-ear headsets that sound like they're tuning to your frequency for a second. And then a familiar voice sounds in your head. Oh, God. All right, team. How's it going? <laughs> Don't let me sound. You know there what? I did actually think at the end of the last episode. I thought I was going to say, where's Quilly? <laughs> Come on. We know Quilly isn't every other episode character, guys. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's there when you need the help. And <laughs> I just he love is. that he's... What's he doing when he's off script? Just in a vent. <laughs> you know me. I'm just hiding out somewhere. Just doing what I'm doing. Um... <laughs> Else, add the uh, add the barn of the information. Go all right. Yeah, we found uh, we found your man. He happens to be uh, Ark's son. You what? Ark's son <laughs> is is your man. Can you believe it? Shut it, you silly. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Do you know what I love? Like from the like everything went so badly, but actually it's really turned out quite well for us this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Like we didn't swap the money. We got the wrong people. Yeah. We got into a fight straight away. <laughs> but at the end, got my son back. You got a new, got a new bike. This can really work. Really well, yeah. Um, so you're telling me that I need to stop all these criminals like sending me requests because they know where your son is? Because apparently, loads of them know where your son is. Ah, oh, we did tell Quilly to put out a reward <laughs> for five hundred pounds. Oh, yeah, five hundred gold. Yeah, five hundred quid. Gold. So, um, 
yeah lots of them lots of them are telling me exactly where uh your your son is and does it happen to be i don't know in an abandoned school somewhere Oh. It's not great that people know where we are, though. That's not good at all. We should probably get a move on. We gotta go. We gotta, we gotta go. go. I've got some other bad news. Um, some scavengers came by and they've absolutely ripped the bike to shreds. Huh? So you ain't got any bikes anymore. Sorry. I'm sorry, Ollie. Could you not have had Quilly come in before we started making a fucking plan <laughs> that involves bikes? Well, what? Wasn't really in that part of the script, to, if I'm honest. <laughs> Wasn't really in that part where I, I wrote oh. that part of Quilly's entrance. Uh, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm only a little goblin journalist. I couldn't defend him. I had to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've only got a few HP. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a narrative character, as it were. Uh, but yeah, the bikes, they're fucked. You haven't got any more vehicles? <laughs> We've got, got a Hogley one. Davidson. We've got a Hogley, yeah. you got a what? What we've got, and we're not all getting on it because it's mine, and you're not scratching the paint. Uh, but we've got Hogley Davidson hidden under some tarpaulin somewhere. <laughs> yeah, do, is it back at the bar? We didn't take it with us, did we? Yeah, we, we didn't take it with us. We did. <laughs> we're too busy. <laughs> so you know when you were doing, you know what you were doing. Pick up the box, pick up your stuff. I was waiting for you to say, wheel the bike, and you didn't say anything about wheeling the bike. Because well, I thought it did just, they just, it just slow us down, because weren't they turning around to get us, basically? It was, it was like a load of them. And I yeah, thought, well, they'll, right. they'll not remember that the Hogley Davidson is. That's right. You, you see Zed look at you guys looking at each other as if you're like, what? You're talking about vehicles. And Zed goes, what? what? You, need, you need vehicles, right? Yes, please. Apparently so. Yeah. Right. Okay. Who are you? Sorry. Who are you talking to? Because I'm just, I'm just stood, to, I'm just stood here, and I can see you all having a conversation, but it's not with me or anybody else in the room. So what, what's, what's going on? <laughs> we got, we got a mate called Quilly. He's a little goblin journalist. He was the one who sent us to go and buy the information about the convoy. So he's actually your contact. So there you go. You know who he is now, Quilly. You know I mentioned him before. Hello, son. You all right? Yeah. Oh, he can't hear me, can he? He hasn't got any in ears. He hasn't got oh, any in ears, right. but right. Quilly says hi, Zed. Um, Hello, mate. You all right? He didn't know who hi, you Zed. were. No, I'm Zed. Hi, Quilly. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear him. What's going on? <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> breakdown. I'm having a bloody breakdown. Um, it turns out, um, basically, that Quilly had some bikes with that he was looking after for us, but some scan- scavengers turned up and Quilly fucked off, so we've lost our bikes. <laughs> and we've all just realised that we haven't taken the saintly Hockley Davidson with us as well. So, yes, Zed, in answer to your question, Show us the vehicles if you've got them. <laughs> okay. And you see Zed walk over to the corner of the room and he pushes on a little tile and it opens this door, which looks like it was just part of the wall. And you walk into what looks like... Um, the room looks like that of a mechanic's garage with like tyres piled up in the corner, an engine winch covered in oil and tools and oil pans like dotted around the place. It looks as dank as like the basement room you're in, but more of a usable room. And in the centre of you, in the centre of the room, sorry, is a souped up but apocalyptic looking muscle car, exactly like Ugh. the one from Mad Max. Nice. Um, the badge on the front and the back of the car read Cadillac. Clearly belonging to Star, the tabaxi cat. Ah. Nice. So Zed goes, well, this is, um, this is Star's car. Um, we hide it down here. 
so that it, it doesn't get nicked or put on bricks or whatever up there. But uh, we can use this to get to wherever we need to get to. And you said there was a that you've got a bike. I mean, we could we can go and check if the bike's still there on our way. It would be good. Yeah. yeah. It would be good. Yeah. I feel like we can't we can't lose the bike. Yeah. I mean, a part of me almost feels like we don't deserve the bike because <laughs> we're such idiots. Um, Whatever happens, I got to snap a man's arm, so yeah. I don't really mind. Yeah. I mean, it was it was worth it. <laughs> um, I still can't believe that's so funny. Um, yeah, we can go back and check on the bike for sure. You guys hear a little bloop. Who's got the holocard with the thousand grand on it? I have. It's in my, my loot case. Cool. That's on your back. You hear a little bloop from the holocard. Oh. And then you hear Quilly in your ear just goes, all right, gang, I've just given you a map of the area. Uh, if Zed has any idea on like where the convoy is going to go, it'll be on this map, all right? So just pinpoint that. Use that to navigate your way to and from where you need to go, and that'll be all right. Brilliant. Thanks, Quilly. Thanks, mate. That's all right. That's all right, Sam. Be lucky. I'm just going to be hiding out somewhere. If you need anything, give us an holler. All right. Nice one, sweetheart. <laughs> he goes back in his vent. Um, okay, I'm going to get my uh, unzip my loot case, find the holocard, pull it out, um, and then we're going to show the map if we can. I don't know how it works. You see this almost holographic map of the localized area appear you see where you are on the school you see the burning bucket tavern which is like maybe a couple of blocks away and then you see this kind of windy road that leads out of this part of the outskirts of the city joins another and then moves on into like the red wastes of the desert and you see zed goes that's where the outpost is right in the middle there their headquarters are over here and they're likely to use this kind of windy, mountainous road to get to where the outpost is. That's where they'll be taking Star. Maybe that fork in the road is where we hit them. So they, they go into the fork, or there's a fork after we hit them? So they join So they, jo- they join where the fork connects, essentially, into one long road. Okay. Right. And then, cool. Ark, Ark, you will see up that road is very valley-like mountainous rocky ridges that kind of stuff to get over to the outpost which is further into the desert Mm. cool just a quick thought as well is it worth us just placing the rocks as a barricade to like block their their way so that they they end up stuck and stranded and then we use the explosives to deal more damage as opposed to just knock the rocks down only thing i'd say is if you do that then they're going to see it come in. Yeah, and they have a chance to turn so they around. They might just turn around it. on yeah. that fork. Yeah. yeah, we sort of need to get the element of surprise, don't we? Nah, fair, fair. And it, and if you want to, if you if we're nicking the, if we are nicking the um the bus, we kind of we don't really want to damage the bus, do we? Mm. Externally, yeah. We want to like launch in and then. Well, as well, uh, well as I see it, you could you could block the road further up the way when they get to it. And then you could rig the explosive to block behind them. So you put them in like a bowl and then they're stuck. Yeah. Like, do, yeah, I, we couldn't, Dad, do we, we need, the, do it, we need we? the bus? Titus got a bike. Okay. Titus got a bike. Can I have a bus? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, Dad. <laughs> All right. Jeez. I would All right. like an armoured uh, Mad Max vehicle of some kind. Maybe even just a quad bike would do me. Uh, I'm, no, okay. you are right, though. These are, are all, right, these are all requests I, I cannot right. give you. <laughs> we have one car. You're right. We have, one you could. Car. we have one car. 
we could block the road, then just block behind them so they're stuck. Yeah. It's like a like a literally killing zone, then, isn't it's, it? Yeah, they're they're wedged in, then, aren't they? Also, if we, I know this is incredibly well in brew of me to say, but let their tires down. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get away then. <laughs> don't you worry, Amy. It's very seaside town as well, which is where I'm from. Um, <laughs> just take a screwdriver, walk around a suburban area, and just stab tires. What a pastime, <laughs> eh? Um, but yeah. You could block them into the valley with explosives at the front, with explosives at the back. There are so many ways that you could do this, but you have a map of the road ahead of you, and it's you would drive up one way, they would drive up another, that joins into a fork, and then there's one road to the outpost. Jamie, did you used to do that, stab people's tyres? What's that, sorry? Did you used to stab people's tyres as well? Because we used to, in my hometown, what, our version of that was what we called the window wiper hit squad, which is where we just walk down a road and make everyone's wind, uh, windscreen wipers stick out so they'd come out in the morning and go, that's a pain in the arse. Right, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I should... Uh, you sit at the back. I should clarify. Because no one, no one needs to know. It's the back ones. Uh, so, yeah. like, you you would be like, you'd be there. You must be, like, the person would have driven off and then, like, a couple of days later, I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh. Of course. I don't think... I, <laughs> Why is my car I knew tail? quite a few people who let down tyres. I never actually let down tyres myself, but I have been that's known good. to draw good to hear. a few dicks in on the back of car windscreens and yeah. vans and things of course of course that was the case classic 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 shenanigans honk if you're horny <laughs> clean me <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought you were just asking us that Ed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> always good to just test the water we all there like burp, burp. <laughs> sound effects uh... like literally so many horns going off now <laughs> Imagine that if you actually, you know, like people, you just sometimes you're in a car and you look sideways and someone's listening to the same radio station or sing along to the same song as you are. Imagine someone's driving along and they simultaneously both hit their horn and think, are they both horny and listening to Dice with Death at the same time? <laughs> so, what I'm going to do really quickly is because, like, time is of the essence kind of thing, I'm just going to go back. I'm going to go to the mini fridge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if there's any blue arcane. There's some blue arcane. I'm gonna give it to Vixen, mm-hmm. just in case, because she's she's popped a couple of spells. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's recover all our spells. Um, I've only used one dimension door, but I'll need a fourth level again. So yeah, let me take. Great. That. That's cool. That'd be brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Have we got any we can take cool. with us just for the way? So Ark has used two to come uh, to pop back up to full, like yep. everything. Uh, Vixen, if you were to drink the one that you've got right now, you would be at full, and then there's one more in the fridge that you can take. I'll take that with me, please. Is there any potions, Ollie? Yeah, there are a couple, uh, cu- two. Um, there are two greater healing potions, so 44 plus four, two of those. I only need to take one of them now, I'd say. I'd rather have that now, but the other one we could take with us, couldn't we? Do you want to keep that one on you, though? Because you're going to be. I don't know who we're taking in with, um, who Vixen's going to take in with them, but I would assume it's probably I you. I would probably take you, be... yeah. I've got two great healing potions with me. I you think. have, yes. Ark has. I've got one already. Ark's used yours. You've used yours, Jamie. So actually, I've got two, yeah. and now Titus has got two. I'm just writing that down in my notes. So I'll neck one from the okay. fridge now. I'll do that whilst we're deciding who's carrying the other one. Oh, okay. Oh, what? So you're going to have one now? Okay. So we'll have three. Not one of, not one of mine. One of one from the fridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. In that case, um, yeah. Oh, well, I've got an Arcana potion, haven't I? Actually, yes. That's what I just picked up. So I would, I'd probably give it to you again. I think, because if because I'm, I'm probably gonna be. 
I'm gonna do. I'll probably be doing stuff from range. I think. I don't really want to get involved because I think what's gonna happen is, boom, we'll trap them. Your dimension door in, and I just need to make a like distraction, don't yeah. I? I just need to hit as many people as I can. Exactly. To try and draw as much attention. Yep. You and Zed. I think you and Zed on a, on the offensive, and me and Titus on the sneak. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So we've got in total. Then I've got an Arcana potion, and we've got. Two, Titus has got two healing potions. I've got one. Are we taking any more? No, that's it, I think. Okay. That's all cool. Right. All right. Are we? We're not taking the one from the fridge. Yeah, I think. Is there an extra one in the fridge I can yank? Yeah, yeah. You take that one. Yep. Cool. All right. So four. I've got two. You've got two. Perfect. Sweet. Nice. Wow. We're we're all pretty zooped up. Okay. So, I guess looking at the map, we've got our location. We've loaded up on potions and and lotions and stuff. We know the plan. Should we get the explosives and figure out who's going to do the plotting of the, the bombs? The um the explosives yeah. the explosives are all in the car. Um, once we drive up there, I can definitely set a few, like on the sides. But Dad, if you wouldn't mind help to like do the ones up higher, because that's going to be like the biggest rock fall to fall down, and you can fly up there yeah. and, and and plant those. You can fly too, um, though, can't you, son? Yeah, both fly up either side, if anything. Just gonna, I'm just gonna very subtly go like my hand, so hopefully Z, uh, Z doesn't see. Just go, like, uh, just wave it like. Uh, 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 okay. Oh yeah, if you prefer your dad doing it. Z definitely sees you doing that with your hand, but kind of chooses to ignore it. Um, and then he says, "Okay, so me and Dad will plant. Me and Dad will plant the bombs at the front and the back of the valley. Then what's the plan from there?" Um, we wait for the convoy to come along, I guess. Once it gets close. Are these things that remote detonate or things that detonate like we have to detonate them close to them? They're remote. Brilliant. We, we make them so they can remote, de- uh, remote detonate. Amazing. So we can just get in position after they've been planted, wait for the convoy, set it off when the convoy is past a certain checkpoint. The rocks, the explosion will happen on the mountain t- side and the rocks will fall down and trap them. We also need to make sure we've planted some rocks, don't we, in front of them so they can't just drive the fuck I'll off. I'll do that. Yeah, I was thinking Titus is a medium-sized big boy. Well, um, if you want your own broken as well, keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Titus is Titus is the one for that job. He'll be brilliant at it. Um, that works, Thank I think. Thank you very much. Yeah, have Titus <laughs> planting, planting some hench rocks as a big old boy. Um, and then I'm thinking... I mean, obviously, if uh, Z, do you want to help us with that as well while your dad's doing the planting? We got we got two sets of explosives, haven't we? So I thought I've, we were just going. I've got like, one set at the front, bang. Yeah, one set at the back, bang. Oh, okay. So I've got I've I've got lots of I've got lots of little ones, but I've got sixteen in total. So we could do eight at the front, like either like four either side of the valley, and then four either side at the back. So sixteen in total to like blow as many rocks in as possible. Yeah. So I don't think we even need. We don't even need Titus that. To, like, yeah, I think you two could be absolutely ready just to go. We can be hiding in the bushes, Titus. You can stick a leaf to your head. Yes. Bus comes. Front bang, back bang, trapped in the middle. Yeah, um, Vixen and Titus, dimension door inside the prison van. You start fucking everyone up. Me and the kid will just make as much noise as we can to try and draw as much fire as we can from everything. Yeah. And then how how are you getting out? Uh, so the armoured... That's a very good point. The armoured bus is pretty armoured, I imagine. It's not the sort of thing 
Will there be a guard in there? Yeah, but surely there'll be guards in there with Star, right? Yeah, I, I'd imagine so. But how, th- how would they what, be getting out? One of them would have a key on them, surely? One of them would probably have a key, yeah. It, it would be, you know, uh, one of those school bus things or prison bus things that you can open from the back. But it would be pretty armoured up. So if you were to dimension door in there, then, Dad, me and you, once we've blown the explosives, we can rush forward to the to the back and at least... I don't know, all pull on the same thing or, or, or smash it at the same time. If someone's working it from the inside, we can work it from the outside as well. Yeah, I think that's that's solid. We almost need to make sure, because there's going to be a lot of other... We've, we've also got two other trucks and two, um, what do you call it, uh, motorbikes that are going to be with people on us. So we're all going to need to be able to join the fight quite quickly. Um, yeah, I guess Dimension Door in and then... Star can also help us try and we can free her and she can help us get out. Um, that's it. That I mean, that's if she's in fighting fit condition. Yeah. I mean, she's been she's been in prison by with the jackals for a day and a half and has probably been tortured at this point. They're, they're going to sell her on and mm. I mean, we'll, we'll see. She might be in fighting fit condition and yeah. she might be able to help. Probably best to plan for her not to be, like you say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's 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 work on the uh, the the worst possible outcome, and then we can work, uh, we can engineer it backwards from there. Yeah, right, Dad. Yeah. Yep, totally. Sounds I good. I think if she's unconscious, Titus can pick her up. We can carry her out of there. But yeah, I think you're right, guys. If you kind of come to the back of the bus and help us to get the door open, I'm just thinking if the soldiers are already in there, they'd need a way out. So there must be a key in that room. I'm thinking, is it worth you guys just focusing on fighting off? the soldiers around the outside and me and Titus can just find that key because there must be they'd have to have a way out surely I think that's great if we if we uh if you two are a team inside me and dad are team outside yep that works and we'll just we'll just work it that way you guys when you were talking amongst yourselves have you got like in-ear things are you are you or is it telepathic or what what you because you can all communicate because I can't hear Dad can just relay to me because we're going to be outside making a lot of noise anyway. We don't have to be stealthy about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're t- no, we're that, telepathic, that by the way. We've just, yeah, there's yeah. not uh, there's not things in our ears. We are super telepathic, uh, magic people. Um, just just to get that clarified. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Okay, he fully believes you for a second. Watch this. Watch this, Vixen. What number am I thinking of? Three. Um, three. Correct. So there you go. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Correct. There you go. Proves it. Proves it, everybody. Proves it. Can't um, argue with that. Cool. As you guys are all sat around the table, I say sat around the table, you're kind of all stood around the table, but also, you know, seeing this Cadillac, the uh, um, Star's car, Star's muscle car, which you've never seen before, Vixen. This is brand new to you. Like, you, you'd maybe heard about Star talking about owning like a classic muscle car when she was older. And it's this apocalyptic kind of looking thing at the moment. But you, at this point, you're like, well, she got what she wanted. Mm. She, you know, she's living the life that she wanted. Um, as you guys are talking, above you, you hear a tripwire go and you hear explosions as the explosions rigged at the front of the school to stop people in blows up like you hear all this rumbling above you and you hear a bunch of what sounds like bounty hunters get blown the fuck back and then quilly 
dashes on the inner ears and goes, all right, gang, I think there's been a big old fucking explosion near the school. Um, I'd say that those bounty hunters are coming. If you can get the fuck out of there right now, get the fuck out, all right? Go, go, go. Go, um, go, You go. see Zed goes, everybody, in the car. Titus, we'll swing by and see if we can get your bike. If it's not yes. there, it's not there, but let's see. And he ushers everybody into the muscle car to get out. Is everybody going? Yeah. Yeah. You hear hog folk and bounty hunters start banging on the trap door from above. And then you hear it explode down. You see them start to come down as you look through the door. You see Zed hop in, turn the key in the muscle car, like fully rev it up and go, let's go fuck some shit up. And he just accelerates through this garage door out. Like proper just out onto the school courtyard um, skids like drifts out then back onto the desert road and just fucks off as you see all these hog folk and bounty hunters and other bounty hunters enter into this room to try and get you guys to the radio on you turn the radio on yeah who's can that we, where Titus are, can we flip are you them in the off front as, well? as we drive off can we flip off all the hog folk and bounty hunters as they yeah you in? absolutely do Fingers out the window, just... I like to picture the fact that I'm in the passenger seat, but with it all the way back, so whoever sat behind me has got their knees behind by their ears, effectively. I feel like that would be me, yeah. I'll be be that person, (laughs) just with my ears ears and my knees aligned. I'm always that person. Um, And then, yeah, Zed can be maybe in the middle seat, Ark on the other other back seat side. Uh, Oh, no, Zed's driving, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like. To th- I don't think I'm. I'm in. I'm like right behind Zed, but I'm like you know phantom pedaling as well. So like I'm like you know hitting the brake or an accelerator yeah. when. Like, yes, your backseat driving. You can clearly hear me hitting the brake. <laughs> <laughs> you fa- you famously in cars can't quite. You you do all the pedals and stuff, but because you're used to flying, your wings are out the windows because you don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> you're flapping, moving so fast. Flapping a little bit. Just flapping like a dog's face out the window. Um, <laughs> but you guys like steam off into this apocalyptic wasteland across all the junkyards and stuff and you start heading for the fork in the road to set up your plan the heist of uh star the tabaxi what zed turns to you all in the car and says let's commence operation cat out of the bag are we up operation look for the bike first or are we not going to do that you're going to go like via that way so runs up Wastelands to your left. You see Zed look out to the right, down the hill to where, like, um, the Burning Bucket Tavern is and the alleyway that you guys fought in. Everybody roll me perception checks. This is going to hinge on the fact that one of you guys has got to see this bike. Ark? 14. Okay. Titus? I got a 15. Okay. Vixen? 26. Oh, yes. Vixen. Vixen, you you are the first person to spot the bike. You see the bike in all its glory. You see it with no bricks underneath it in perfect condition. God for that. Titus, you won't believe this, but your Hogley Davison is still exactly where we left it. Thank God. Oh, Who's got the keys? No, I've got the keys. I remember I put them in my mm. animal kilt thing. I guess in a way, we were a bit smart because no one could have stolen it if we he had the keys the whole time. There's the bike, uh, Z. That's the one that we won earlier in a 
very brutal arm wrestle. Why am I saying this to you? You were there. (laughs) (laughs) You feel and hear Zed put the pedal to the metal. He turns in and it oversteers and you start drifting. Uh, And down the street... Like you can you can see where the school is where you are like were five blocks away a minute ago and you see all these bounty hunters like going into the school trying to find everything mm. and you pull right up alongside the bike Titus what do you do? Uh, I say maybe wait till I've got the engine started before you drive off. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'll jump out, hoy the tarpaulin that's partially covering it back, hop on, and attempt to start the engine. Okay, as you attempt to start the engine, Titus, this is going to be a sleight of hand check for you to start this bike. This is a bike that you have never started before, and you're in danger. Um, So you hear Zed kind of rev the engine and go, come on, let's get going, let's get going. Titus, with your, or Adam, I should say, with your rolling plate, Roll me a sleight of hand check. <laughs> I've, I, I didn't use it for my perception thing, but I flipped it over, so I'm thinking this is the unlucky side, so I'm going to use this side. Sleight of hand check, yeah? Go for it. A 16. A 16. Titus, you successfully start the bike the first time. You hear it go... And you you like rev the engine as much as you can to get, get all it. of the all of the shit like chemical air that's running through this engine out of it. You see the smoke blow out of it, and Zed kind of just leans out the window and goes, "Titus, you ready? You ready to go?" Yeah, I kick the door closed because I've left it open in case I needed to dive back in, and uh, just yeah, just prop, just rev the engine basically and give him a, a nod because I just love the noise that it makes. And, it's, and I'm sitting on it, it's throbbing and everything's throbbing, basically. Let's do this. <laughs> nice. You are vibrating with happiness as you sit on this engine, this huge V8. <laughs> and as you start your engine, you see Hogfolk and Bounty Hunters running down the alleyway towards you. And they start trying to take a few pop shots at you. Seed takes off. Titus, are you following? Yeah, straight. Literally, just if he's got the tire tracks like that, I'm in the. I'm sort of making the middle one like it was a three-wheel car, effectively. Titus, give me an athletics check. Um, what I'm, in fact, what am I going to say? I'm going to say dexterity saving throw here, just to miss some of these pop shots because they are. There's a lot of them, and they are just popping bullets down an alleyway towards you so there's a there's a high percentage chance that they're going to hit the car or hit you so just a dexterity saving throw uh do i have advantage on this or can can i not see it coming i suppose uh you no you can i mean you can see this you can see this coming so yeah absolutely roll with advantage that uh that won't be necessary today (laughs) <laughs> this side of the plate kicks ass. <laughs> Found the good side of the plate. <laughs> say it, man. Say, say it out loud. Say it out loud. Nat 20, baby. Nat 20. Adam, I'm going to ask you to roll that again just in case you get another nat 20. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. No. 13, Aww. that one. 
Okay, great. That we would have had to have confiscated the plate for being OP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plate's weighted or whatever. Um, Titus, you managed to escape this alleyway with Zed and everybody else in the car Jeez. without taking a single shot from these hogfolken bounty hunters. You speed off into the apocalyptic wasteland, the junkyard that you'd seen, leaving the school and leaving the, uh, the burning bucket tavern behind off up this mountainous trail. It's about maybe like four or five miles out. So, you know, through rough and rocky terrain, it takes you maybe 15 or 20 minutes just to get up there. But you all arrive past the fork in the road exactly where the valley is where you need to be to set up your heist. Um, you park, well, Zeed so parks up the car with a little drift, immediately opens the door and stands out like that film that oh. wanted or whatever the fuck it is. Just pops the door, stands out oh, samurai yeah. style, like handbrake and just goes, I'll get setting the lower bombs. Dad, you get setting the high ones. He clicks a little button, pops the trunk and you just see this like there's so much fucking TNT in here it, but it's so rudimentary put together it looks like old fireworks like it, it doesn't look like it was military grade or anything but you know it's going to work so he grabs those and starts rushing towards the front part of the valley to set those bombs up what is everybody doing okay so um they're setting up the bombs Titus um I suppose we've got a little how long have we got to we think till the convoy arrives Look, once we've set everything, it, it could be an hour, it could be two hours, but they are coming through here tonight, so it seems like it's just kind of a, a lying wait game until they mm -hmm. get here. Yep, okay. So we should probably try and find somewhere to hide. Um, I was also considering I have invisibility, and especially now I've got full spell slots. I could cast invisibility at third level, which means that I could get both me and Titus invisible, which would mean that... <sighs> I don't know if that would have effect. The problem is when you cast a spell, um, it removes the sp it removes invisibility. Like the spell ends when you cast another spell. So if I was to do Dimension Door, it would then remove it for me at least. But would it remove it for Titus? Yeah, it cancels out the spell completely. So whatever you've cast on somebody right. else, if you cast invisibility on both of you because uh, it's concentration. Yeah, um, you would you would get rid of it completely. But that's okay because you'd be immediately stepping through the door, I guess. So it's up to you. Yeah, no, I think it's probably better just to stick to that. I was just thinking out loud whether or not it was worth making us invisible. Um, I mean, we could always do that a, a bit later on. It's cool. Yeah, just thinking out loud. Um, Cool. Yeah, I guess we just hide somewhere. We've got plenty of time to hide, haven't we? Um, knuckle down until it's time to Dimension Door. Just seeing if there's any leaves knocking about, but it's uh, it's a wasteland, isn't it? So there's probably not a great deal of... Uh... Take it's a desert wasteland. Take some sand, you can pour it over your head. You can, <laughs> you can definitely see, like, old Flayboy magazines lying about in the, in the crumpled-up wasteland. Uh. So if you wanted to disguise yourself as a pile of nudie mags, I'm sure you could. <laughs> I love Flayboy, by the way. That's so good. Yes, Flayboy. Sexy mind flayers. Sexy mind flayers. All loads Lots of tentacles. Of tentacles yeah. But like, <laughs> if, if, if you're a huge bulbous eye, even sexier. <laughs> Joy to behold her. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put a wow in there. Whoever's wow. editing this, put a wow in there. <laughs> um, you hear Zed shout back to 
everybody because you're all in this valley at the moment and just say we've got to find somewhere to stash the car and the bike because we've got to be able to get out of here afterwards i suggest heading back to the fork and then up the hill um but do whatever you need to but at this point z to set up the bombs for the f the front assault and he's working his way back to set up the bombs for the rear assault z looks to you ark and he kind of says dad how much how many feet do you think we should leave space for like the bus is maybe 10 foot long. It's quite a big thing. And I don't know, are you thinking like 30 or maybe 60? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much room to give them. Uh, oh, that's a really good point. I'd go 60. Okay, more space for us to make a mistake if we need to, I guess. Bigger, a bigger like catching mitt, I guess. Okay. So we can definitely try and get them. Great. And you see Zed run off and he starts doing the bombs along with you. Um, the bombs are all set up now, so your plan of action to blow the front, which Zed has the detonator for, Ark, he gives you the detonator for the rear, so you'll be the person closing everybody in, um, okay. and Zed says to you, Ark, Dad, just give me the nod when you want me to, to, to blow the front rocks to smithereens, okay? Where should we watch from? Where you say front, do you mean... The, the first one that they pass or the second one so it's, it's here's the ones that are going to stop so the, the front are the bombs that are going to blow up in front of them so we don't want them to get past that one just before okay and that's the one that Z's got yeah cool okay you're in a valley you have to be quite high up mm. actually so I think if we're on top of the valley kind of thing um, let's kind of just bury ourselves a little bit in the sand and stuff and just uh, keep a lookout from the top I think Okay, great. Um, Vixen, Titus, where are you going to be? Opposite side of the valley? Yeah, I think so. We'll just, we, all we need to do is make sure we get a visual so that I can cast a dimension door on that bus. Yeah, how close do we need to be for you to be able to cast that? So the range, the area is 500 feet. So oh, sweet. I think we're pretty, yeah, wherever we want to, as long as we're out of sight so that they don't see us on the approach, I think as long as me and Titus find somewhere... You know, big rock. There must be a big rock we can hide behind where they're not going to spot us. Yeah. You see, um, you see atop the, uh, atop of the valley, either side. It's like rocky terrain. You can easily hide behind stuff. The five hundred feet is so good. It's that is really so good, good, isn't it? Yeah. You hear a little crackle in your headset again, and you hear Quilly, and he goes, "All right, gang, be lucky, son. Uh, everything all right? Do you need any help from me? Well, you're good." Yeah, it actually feels like it's almost gone too smoothly right now, Quilly. Uh, Quilly. <laughs> Quilly. <laughs> I don't know why I called him Quilly. Um, Quilly, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just got this sense of dread. I feel like something's not going to go entirely to plan, and I don't know why. But be lucky, eh? Yeah, exactly. Be lucky. Be lucky, son. What I will say, right, is the school is completely and utterly compromised. So once you get Star out of there, don't go back to the school. I've sent a little uh, a meeting place up on that a la card that I gave you with the with, with the grand on it. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, follow the GPS coordinates to that. It's another rundown building, but it's like a, a slum village over. Mm -hmm. So the fork that you came up, don't go back down that way. Go back the opposite way in the other fork. If you see what I mean, yeah. do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Follow the GPS coordinates, and you'll be all right. I will meet you there, and we can discuss. Whatever the fuck it is that we're going to do next, all right? Good luck with the plan. God bless. 
if you really get in a sticky situation, get on the bell to me and I'll see what the fuck I can do, all right? Cheers, great. All right, let's go fuck up some silly <laughs> Nice one. And it clicks off. And you guys lie in wait for the heist to commence. Oh, attention. About an hour goes by and you are just, you know, twiddling your thumbs. But Ark, I imagine you and possibly your son Zeta actually are just watching that road. Just yeah. bird eyes focused on that fork in the road to watch this armoured motorcade come through. And you start to feel, and almost here, but feel first, through the earth, with your hands and feet kind of in the ground, the rumblings of a motorcade. Um, and you see Zed pulls out some, like, very stealthy-looking binoculars, but little binoculars. And, of course, he's a bird, so he turns his head fully to the side to look through one of the eye holes straight down the way. Because <laughs> he can't look through both of them at the same time. Turns his head fully sideways, look, and he says, Dad, I think that's them. I think they're coming. I see... I see one. Okay, we've got two motorbikes. Two. Okay, muscle cars. And that's the that's the prison. That's the um, that's the prison van. She's there. She's definitely on that one. Oh shit. Okay. Uh. Okay, we might have a problem here. Ooh. Uh. Dad. Okay, I didn't. Oh, I didn't plan for this. Okay. Um. They've upgraded the cavalcade. Uh, just take a look, and he passes the binoculars to you. I have a look. You turn your head to the side, because you're a bird, and you yeah. can't look two eyes down at binoculars. And you see that the two uh, muscle cars, so one in front and one in behind, have uh, Gatling guns on them, which they weren't prescribed to have before. And you see two more Gatling guns that almost look mechanised and weaponized on top of the prison bus and he, uh, Zed says Dad I'm sorry I think I miscalculated this, what are we going to do, what are we going to do what are we going to do, like, we can't can we do this, are we sure we can do this I'm not, I'm not sure if we can do this I'm just going to turn to me and go well, well I think the Gatling guns are going to be our problem uh, we can do this kid are you sure? I don't want to put anybody in danger. I'm so sorry. We can do this. I'm going to communicate the issues, what's happening with uh, Titus and Vixen to let them know that there's two Gatling guns. Don't be caught out in the open because yep. you're going to get shredded. If you if you can't get into that, um, if you can't get into the bus, then I guess we just, we just book it. Because mm -hmm. I can't think of another way that we're going to get in. Of the new dimension door. Yeah, that's cool. I think my backup plan is that I'll just make sh I'll just turn us both invisible so that we can sneak up closer and and get out of range of those guns because they will shred us to pieces. Mm -hmm. Ollie, could uh, Titus hear when Zeke said he doesn't want to put anyone in danger? Yes. Okay. Uh, Titus is gonna. <laughs> Titus is gonna say. Okay. Uh, Ark, I want you to repeat what I'm about to say to you verbatim to, okay. to Zeke. I want you to tell him that Danger is my middle name 
Actually, it's not. It's Thunder Bastard. I am Titus Thunder Bastard Galakavi. Do you want me to say that? Because I'm up. Doesn't matter. We're going ahead with this mission. (laughs) (laughs) Ark, do you repeat that back to Zed verbatim? Uh, I do. I say Ark. I say Titus says. You also got your name wrong twice. And I'm not going to correct him. It's okay, Dad. I think he's taking a few too many knocks to the head. You know, from what I gather, it's it's fine. But okay, okay, okay. We can do this. We can do this. The cavalcade starts to roll on in to the valley. Hear the engines just revving and rumbling the floor. Ark, you're watching the front. And Zed says, Dad, tell me when. Zed readies the detonator and waits for your signal. Okay, how how long is the cavalcade now? Like, how long is, how many vehicles? So, it's still the same amount of vehicles. It's one bike, right. one muscle car, one uh, prison bus, a muscle car, and a bike. So, you see all of that. You see that you have accounted for... 20 more feet than you should have because this motorcade is taking up 40 feet so congratulations you did that right and you see that the cavalcade is maybe 20 feet from the first lot of um, explosives I'm going to wait for the bus to just start going past the uh like the the first explosives kind of thing, the ones that will stop it retreating. Nice. Okay, great. Right, the bus goes past the first set of explosives. Pull the bang. I I just I nod to. I nod to Zed. I go, do it. You nod to Zed. Zed looks yeah. down towards the valley, presses the button. You see. All of these rocks just fall in to the front. You see the you see the first motorbike, the guy riding the motorbike is completely crushed by the first set of rocks and explosives. You can absolutely assume he is dead. He has just been absolutely mushed. You see that part of the front of the muscle car is then like littered with the first amount of rocks, like breaking the windshield. And you see like a huge rock falls from the top of this like cliff edge and goes straight through the engine bay, stops it from going anywhere. You see the prison bus like pulls to a halt. You hear people start shouting, and then you see the other. Um, you see the other muscle car start to move round the side of this prison bus to look at what's going on, along with the other bike comes round the other side. Like they're, they're, they're rubbernecking, basically. They've seen an accident happen on the M25, and they're all coming out to see what's going on. So that set of explosions has gone off, the motorcyclist is down, and the first muscle car is definitely out. Wicked. Pop it. Pop the second one. Yes. Let's lock them in. Ark pops the second one. All these rocks start falling down. They're a little more way in, so you don't get the rear motorcyclist or the uh, muscle car because he's moved in, but they are completely blocked in. And you start to see these... um, you, You start to see 
these Gatling guns start moving around on the top of the bus and the top of the muscle cars with all these jackals in them shouting, going, what the fuck's going on? Where are they? Where are they? It's an ambush. It's a fucking ambush. Someone's trying to get our cargo. What are you all doing? All right, cool. I, can I, I mean, do you have to roll initiative? Not yet. Okay, all right. Can I teleport myself um, and Titus into the armoured truck? The armoured prison. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. And there we go. <laughs> uh, Ark, what did you get? 21. Titus, what did you get? This plate, man. 19. Oh. Nice. Yeah, nice. boy. Vixen, what did you get? 14. I am going to use this first round as a surprise round because you have absolutely knocked the shit out of this convoy, right? Mm. And you have surprised them to no good. So for this round of combat, there will be absolutely nobody from that cavalcade, that motorcade, reacting. Ark, with a 21, you're up first. What are you doing? I'm going to look at Zed and just go, I might, when we fought earlier, I might have been holding back a little bit. Oh. And I'm just going to raise my arm in the air. And you're going to start to see a thunderstorm, like just crackling above the cavalcade, and I cast Core Lightning. Nice. What you call uh, so Core Lightning is like area of effect or on something specific? A storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 foot tall, 60 foot wide, centered on a point that you see 100 foot directly above you. When you cast a spell, choose a point you can see within range. A bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each creature within a five foot of that point must make a dexterity saving throw. Um, a creature takes 3d10 lightning damage on a fail save or half as much as a successful one. On each of your turns until the spell ends, you can use your action to call down lightning in this way again. The target, target in the same point or a different one. Uh, if you're outdoors in stormy conditions, um, it gives you control over existing storms. Okay, lovely. So that's the range when it strikes is how many feet, sorry? 120 foot. 120 foot. So everybody within this this thunderous yeah. lightning clouds needs to make saves. What was the save, sorry? Well, actually, so I can only I can fire it at a specific person. This cloud appears Got like 100 you. foot in the air and it's Got like 120 foot wide. Uh, but I just called down one kind of like bolt of lightning. Uh, Who are so you going after? One of the dudes on the bike might as well. Okay, the only dude left on the bike, he's going to make a saving throw. Yep, go for it. He gets a 12. Oh, he fails. He takes 3d10. Okay. He's getting smoked. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty tasty. Has he failed? Yeah. Fuck it. Channel Divinity. Uh, he takes 30 <laughs> points of lightning damage. Uh, Ark, how do you do this? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, cool. So literally, I raise my hand up and just like pull my hand down and just wrench down this kind of bolt of lightning. Um, I like to think I just I hit the bike and the bike just explodes. Such a baller move in front of your son, that, by the way. You... You just see this mushroom cloud from behind the prison bus as fuel erupts into the air. And Z just like slow head turn looks at you just like this and goes, Whoa! Dad, that was sick! I'm going to say, yeah, I'm concentrating, kid. Sorry, give me, give me two seconds. <laughs> Daddy's busy. <laughs> Ark, is that the end of your go? I might hunker down as movement. So just move a little bit so it's not I'm not in the same place that I was when I called lightning. 
Ark, um, you move like slightly to the left or th to the right, yeah. and you hunker down. For hunkering down, just give yourself right now, like until the end of your next go, like a plus two to your AC, because you're hunkering oh, down you. even more. Cool. Um, is that the end of your go? I'm just gonna go to the guys in the headset. Go that right, guys. That, that was that was your distraction. Let's go for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, mate. Quite a distraction. Titus, it's your go. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the plans the plan would kind of be, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you could ready your your action to walk through the dimension door with Vixen if you wanted to. I I mean, it's, I'm it's, I'm just deferring till after. After whatever happens with Vixen, I suppose. Do you want to do what you are really good at doing? Yes, I'll rage. Thank you very much. <laughs> ding, ding, ding! You rage. Um, Titus, that is the end of your go. Vixen, what are you doing? What am I doing indeed? Can I just give you a really quick funny thing that just made me laugh? It's a very small tangent. Um, my friends just messaged me and gone, Did you know someone called Rebecca who went to Wren? And I'm like, because Wren was the school that I went to. And I'm like, I might need a bit more to go on than that. And she was like, well, you know, um, I've just met her of this random girl in a bar in Romania. And she said that she went to Wren's school in Wellingborough. And I'm like, brilliant. Yeah, so did I. And she's like, so you know her then? No. All you've <laughs> given me is this girl's name is Rebecca. No idea of what. So I, te I text back. Yeah, I sh oh, fucking hell, Rebecca. Yeah, I know her. And she's like, oh, do you actually? What a small world. Come the fuck on, Bridget. <laughs> I know that Tara listens to this, so she'll listen to this episode and be like, oh, yeah, my text. Anyway. Hi, Tara. You're right. Hi, Tara. Yeah, Tara. Right, there you go. Hi, There's me shouting out my, my hysterical friend. Um, so, yeah. Dimension Door. We're going to get in there, Titus. Um, I, do you want me to read it aloud, my spell? Please do. Okay. So, 500 feet is the range in the area. With Dimension Door, it's a fourth level spell. You teleport yourself from your current location to any other spot within range. You arrive at exactly the spot desired. It can be a place you can see, one you can visualize. I guess in this case, it's kind of visualization because we're trying to get inside an object. Or one you can describe by stating the distance and direction, such as 200 feet straight forward, uh, straight downward, or upward to the northwest at a 45 degree angle, 300 feet. You can bring along objects as long as their weight doesn't exceed what you can carry. You can also bring one willing creature. Are you willing, Titus? I am ready, willing, and able. I am willing. Uh, creature of your size or smaller who is carrying gear up to its current uh, carrying capacity, which I believe he is. The creature must be within five feet of you when you cast the spell. We are hiding next to each other. If you would arrive in a place already occupied by an object or a creature, you and any creature travelling with you take 4d6 force damage and the spell fails to teleport you. I very nearly didn't read that bit out, just in case Ollie decided to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to cast Dimension Door. Uh, exactly the same thing as last time. I take my two index fingers and I sort of draw the shape of uh, the arc of a door uh, in the air. And this sort of like crisp glowing light kind of erupts from my fingers to kind of trace the shape of the door. The door is effectively materialized in the air. I kind of push Can through. Can I push Vixen's fingers slightly wider than she normally would? Yeah, just to make sure that he can get through it. Yeah, she she makes the ceiling, he makes the ceiling a little bit higher. And I'm sort of there like, oh, crying out loud. Yes, okay. Um, the door is completed. Uh, it glows with intense radiant light and I gently push um, my sort of hand through it. The scenery kind of wobbles and the door cracks open and myself and Titus are pulled through it at very, very 
like rushed kind of almost like a wind tunnel amount of force so we are very sick like we were the first time when we came out the other side um let's go for the big whoosh through what do we see on the other side you and Titus push through this dimension door into the back of the prison bus and you are greeted immediately by 12 jackals wheeling all of their armaments and pistols and they're all just trying to fight this one tabaxi wielding two samurai swords on her feet spinning on her head and she stops looks towards the radiant light sees you enter and goes Fucking hell! Is that you, Vixen? <laughs> Starts spinning with all these samurai swords trying to cut down these fucking jackals who are in the back, shooting shotguns off in the air, just rumbling. The bus, like from the outside, Ark and Z, just see the bus start wobbling like, back and forth and shaking. She goes, let's have a fucking party up in here! <laughs> yes! Cut to the outside of the bus, and you see Zed. Well, Ark, you see Zed, who you've hunkered down, but Zed is being that cur- um, that curiosity that killed the cat, and is just looking over the edge. And as he looks towards the edge, no, he slips. Ark, you have a reaction. Is there anything you'd like to do? Uh, I want to grab him. Okay, roll a athletics check to grab him. Ooh. Use the plate, Jamie. I wish. I wish I could. Uh, 13. 13. Ark, you reach out your talon, your hand, to grab at your son as he goes, Dad! And starts to slip down the side of this valley into the cliff down. And as you look down towards him and look back up towards the bus, you see two Gatling guns turn, point towards Zed and start firing on the side of this mountain. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, no. Oh, my God, Star. What a fucking queen. I love her already. I love her. Thank you so much to my players, Jamie, Amy, and Adam, for coming through and playing another episode of Dice With Death. You can follow us on social media at Dice Death Pod. We're on Twitter, which is now called X, which we're still going to call Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Threads, if you want to come over there and say hello. Um, <laughs> and we're also on Patreon.com forward slash Dice Death Pod. If you've got any spare income, do come over there, say hello. We've got a nice little community over there. We do little bits of extra content. And yeah, donate some money if you can, because it really helps to make this podcast the best that it can be. Um, I'd like to take this moment to say, Adam, thank you so much for all your time on the show. Obviously, you're still going to be here, but you're going to go and have a baby, aren't you? You won't be the same when you're back. You'll be a daddy-o. I can't really say I'm doing most of the hard work, to be perfectly honest. That's to my uh, beautiful wife, Anna Louise, uh, who probably by the time this goes out, fingers crossed, will have given birth. Um, But yeah, I can only apologise to all of our fantastic listeners for delaying what sounds like a bloody awesome fight we're about to have for, let's be honest, uh, Jamie, an indefinite amount of time, isn't it, basically? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But everybody listening to this podcast, if you can please get on Twitter, congratulate Mr. Wilborn and Mrs. Wilborn for pushing out a kid and having a wonderful new life together with like literally birthing a new life. Please do. Um, Jamie, where can people find you on social media? 
Uh, you can find me on X. At Jimmy nineteen eighty seven until I find something better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Is there one? I don't know. I don't know if that's conclusive or not. I'm looking at, uh, is it Blue Sky, that one? Mm. Is that the invite-only one? Yeah, that's, I think that's what a lot of the D&D community have gone to. Okay. Uh, so if I can get on that. If anyone's got an invite, please invite me. Oh, Thank yeah, you. please invite us. Invite yeah. us anywhere, it'd be great. Um, Amy, where can people find you on social media? I am everywhere, Amy underscore Mallet on Twitter and just Amy Mallet on Instagram. Adam Wilborn, where can people find you on the social media? You can find me across social media. Find out if my child is named Titus or Thunderbastard at Adam Wilborn. <laughs> and don't forget, yeah. uh, make oh. sure you roll a d20 uh, at plus five modifier and use that as your star rating for us across all the uh, podcasting platforms. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dice With Death. We promise you when we come back, it's going to be so fucking epic. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.